Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. How did the Eagles get here? And we think we found Tom Brady's kryptonite. Hey, everybody, it's the Rick and Tom podcast. Tom Jones, I am in St. Pete. Rick Stroud, he's in Minneapolis. We're both from the Tampa Bay Times, although Rick should not be in Minneapolis this week. No one should, only Minnesotans. We'll talk about that in just a moment. And our producer, of course, is Steve Verstick. Happy Hugh Jackson Day, Rick. One in 31 as we're recording this. That's stone cold, man. That's stone cold. <laughs> it's and, not and even mine. Cleveland, it's not even mine. Yeah. I know, but it, the Cleveland newspaper did this. They weren't even <laughs> trolled by, like, say, I don't know, Cincinnati. Yeah, Pittsburgh Post. That's unbelievable. That seems, I know, I know. But anyway, it's a good one. 131, Hugh Jackson Day. Uh, Rick, we got lots to talk about on this podcast. You're in Minneapolis getting ready for Super Bowl 52 on uh, Sunday. And before we get to that, though, Rick, and I mentioned it just a moment ago because I've been listening to shows, radio shows in the last couple of days. Uh, you and I have been talking a lot the last couple of days about the weather in Minnesota. And I, before we get into the Eagles and get into Tom Brady and all that, uh, you know, I, look, I love Minnesota. I lived there for three years, liked everything about it, liked the people. It's a beautiful That's stadium. Well, most of the people I like, they don't, don't all like me. Everything about it. Well, you I don't love everything about it. I don't like everything. I don't. I didn't like the cold, cold, cold weather. But here's the thing, Rick. Thank you. As much as I love Minnesota, and as much as I, I'm sure that if I lived there, I'd feel very proud that the Super Bowl was there. This game should not be there. I mean, you're you're living in it this week. This can't be fun mm-hmm. for anybody, is it? No, it's it's not going to be. And I I just wonder what the fans are going to think when they come. You know, look, both teams are located in the Northeast, so it's not like they're not used to some cold weather. Although it's going to be bitterly cold. We're talking about minus, um, you know, maybe as far as minus 10 degrees, minus 7 degrees uh, for the low on, on Sunday. And, I mean, if, if you know, just going into the stadium, we know what security is like around a Super Bowl. This is not a normal game. I can't imagine a lot of people would tailgate in that weather, although they do it in places like Green Bay and Buffalo and, and maybe Minnesota. But if you're – you know, if you're going to the Super Bowl, most most of those people are corporate to begin with. I'm I'm dreading it just because, and I I don't mean to whine, but it, it you know the security is such that it take it can take up to an hour to get inside the stadium, and it's going to be very uncomfortable for people. But beyond that, you know, it's not a city that you're going to walk around outside in this time of year. And right. I think somebody somebody said that you know Minnesotans only invite people here in February if they don't like you. <laughs> um, and yet the entire world is descending. And I would, I will say, too, just from a media standpoint, there's a, 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 a considerably less number of radio stations and I would think overall maybe maybe even journalists that are attending the Super Bowls, I think, simply because of the venue. It seems weird because you're watch, I'm watching all these shows, you know, like like uh, you know Trey Wingo and and Golick and everything, and they're and Colin Coward's show or whoever Jim Rome, whatever, and they're doing the show from the Mall of America, which seems it's where everything is. It's where everything is, although it's not where the stadium is. It like yeah, it's Minneapolis, it's the Twin no. Cities, but it, but it's not really. It's it's out in the suburbs. You it's know? the it's, airport, right? It's the airport. Yeah. And it's I just Bloomington, think it's a, Minnesota. 
I've said this time and time again, Rick. If you can't grow a palm tree, you can't have a Super Bowl, unless yeah. you're New Orleans. I don't know if they grow palm trees in New Orleans, but I'm good with New Orleans having. I know le- next well, year it's going to be uh, in Atlanta, which is is better. Um, and then I think the year well, after, they had ice, they had ice Miami, there one maybe. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, my, uh, I don't know. Miami. I just think this is a bad look for the NFL. I, I don't. And even though the stadium, we both been to the stadium. The stadium's gorgeous. Yeah. And that's why it's here. I mean, it's, this is the the Super Bowl became about the stadium game. It became about build a stadium, we'll put in a Super Bowl. And you know that's why when one was you know thrown into Lucas Oil Field in Indianapolis. That's why uh, you know they thought, well, let's try MetLife, and and you know and 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 certainly that's why there's one in Minnesota because of that beautiful ballpark. And so they're never going to subject the fans to the game, um, and they've been fairly lucky up till now with respect to weather. But man, I mean, it it just it's you know people people want to get out of the cold they want to go to warm weather if they're fans of the team they want to be able to get outside and do things and that's why i think when it does come to tampa tampa has hosted a bunch of events it's a different it's a different super bowl than the one we remember by the time it gets there 12 years ago um but it doesn't feel like that we're in a mall we're in a mall yeah it's and weird and that's that's the place that's the place they decided to do it because quite frankly it had the most space indoors right Look, like Rick, we we were both here for the Super Bowl when two, whenever the last one was, two thousand eight, two thousand nine, whatever it was, and I remember going to a party, a Super Bowl party, uh, thirty eight special or something was playing. It was on a rooftop in Ebor City, and like like this week, yeah. this week in in St. Petersburg and Tampa and Clearwater and all that. I don't know that it's you know for us Floridians, I wouldn't necessarily go to the beach on the last couple of days, but Minnesotans would, Philadelphians right. would, Bostonians would. I mean, people from New England oh, absolutely sure. would go to the beach on a day like that. Do you ever think they'll go back, Rick, to Minneapolis again? I mean, I know it's a great stadium no. and everything. I mean, ever's a long time. I think the last one was like ninety two, something like that, somewhere something like in there. That. Yeah, and, sounds about right. And you know, I you know that was a mistake as well. But um, no, not unless 20 years from now they have to build another stadium and that's part of the incentive. But I think we're starting to to run out of cold weather. So like I said, unless Anchorage gets a team and they build a stadium, <laughs> I don't know how much further north you can go. I mean, you know, Robert Kraft to talk, has talked about wanting the game, but that's outdoors. I mean, you're going to sure. subject, you know, fans from two other teams potentially, even though I know the Patriots go every year, um, to sit out in the cold – so they almost require a dome. So, um, yeah, I, I think we're – I hope that we're starting. And, and, look, when L.A. is done, and the reason Tampa has a Super Bowl is because there was a year where there was a ton of rain in California, and they fell a year behind as far as building that thing goes. But right. once I think L.A. has that stadium, that will become um, a fairly regular host, I think, of the Super Bowl. Rick, let's get into the game a little bit itself. And I know you wrote a column for the Tampa Bay Times that appeared in Thursday's paper, and it's also already online on TampaBay.com, about just how the Eagles got here. And I know it's real simple for a lot of fans just to sit there, and including me, will sit there and say, well, they got a quarterback. That was it. They, they got the quarterback. Clearly, it's a little bit more than that. And if you're looking, if you're a Tampa Bay Bucks fan, Rick, can you take anything that the Eagles have done? Because really, a couple of years ago, the Eagles were looked like, you know, Chip Kelly got fired. They looked sort of like a – a rudderless franchise. It didn't look like they were going anywhere. It has to be more than, hey, they just got a pretty good quarterback, isn't it? Yeah, well, if you remember when Chip Kelly came his second year, he kind of wrestled away the control of the team from Howie Roseman. And he was the GM, and um, but in sort of name only for a little while. And, you know, Chip kind of ran it into the rocks a little bit. And so when Roseman got it back, I mean, he got rid of players like DeMarco Murray and Kiko Alexander. 
Alex Alonzo and Byron Maxwell and those guys. Uh, and, you know, they they didn't just inherit or tank for the number two overall pick. I mean, they traded from 13. They, they gave up four draft picks um, to get, you know, at number two and take their franchise quarterback in Carson Wentz, which is where every team wants to start with the quarterback. Sure. They had to actually do some work to get there. And they got the right guy, you know, and that was a good thing. And they played him right away. And then he, he trades Sam Bradford, which nobody anticipated because they didn't think that, you know, necessarily the, the guy was going to play as a rookie. Got first-round pick for that. But then when you look at this team and you see how quickly – it's been two years. I mean, this is their second year with this young quarterback, and they go 13-3, and three, and they're in the Super Bowl. And, right. you know, what do you hear from every team that tries to do this, including the Bucks? We're going to draft and develop. We're going to build around the quarterback. Well, you know what? That's what everybody tries to do. This guy did it in two years. And I'm here to tell you, as I wrote today – it makes it makes it look like every other GM is is you know stuck at a three martini lunch while this guy's doing all the hard work because because I'm telling you um, these owners are going to look at this now and we know that they don't buy green bananas anyway but they're going to sure. look at this and say hey what is our guy doing you know like we have a franchise quarterback we took number one overall I'm not just talking about the Bucks but let's take the Bucks for example um, you know and and if you just go beyond that I mean it wasn't just you know I mean. The drafting, which has, has which has worked out, but the free agent pickups that he got as well. I mean, yeah. he did not miss, you know. And and even guys, whether it's Chris Long or Patrick Robinson, came as a free agent. Free agent. Um, he gets Ronald Darby in a trade. Did a lot of trades. He traded Jordan Matthews. Um, you know, he uh, signs Nick Nick Foles. Which how does that look now? He gets free agents and an Alshon Jeffrey and Torrey Smith. LeGarrett Blunt, who had 18 touchdowns coming off his best year, was 30 years old. The Patriots didn't want him. He comes in here. And the the, the, the guys that have scored all the touchdowns, even in November, he gets Jay Ajayi, which was a huge trade for them. And all the guys that have scored touchdowns in the postseason, none of them were here last year. Um, you know, That's amazing. And, and so it's, it's fascinating just to see how, you know, one guy – can sort of hit on everything, and I think you give a lot of credit to, you know, to the to their head coach, P, to Peterson, and to to everybody else in the organization. But they have, met, and and it's a team that likes each other. They're selfless. I mean, you know, I was talking to Zach Ertz today, and he said, you know, I've never in my life. Think about this. This guy's been playing since he's probably eight or ten years old. He says, I've never played on a football team where I had more fun playing with these guys because, mm. especially on offense, he goes, you know, defense, it's all kind of a team thing and. No one really is looking. He goes, but on offense, guys want catches, and if they get their catches, he goes, you know, here's LeGarrette Blount who scored 18 touchdowns last year. They're using three running backs. They trade for another running back in November. They don't care. They just yeah. want to win the game. Everybody just wants to win. And same thing with Alshon Jeffrey. He said, I don't care how many catches I get. I just want to win. And and it's really been an interesting um, study and in, in just how, you know, and, and this is sort of the teams that do win. They're the teams that, that – are selfless and, and play their roles, and that's why the Patriots have been so successful. And so I just think that I just think that Howie Roseman, who's executive of the year, is going to make a lot of owners rethink about just how long this is supposed to take. No, you're exactly right because we look. There's two examples this season of teams that turned it around really quickly, and that's the Philadelphia Eagles and obviously the Jacksonville Jaguars that were in the AFC Championship mm -hmm. game and gave New England a run for their money. And they they could very well be in this game right here. So Rick, if you are the Glazers, and you are looking at the job Jason Light's on. And Jason Light, I think, is, look, 
we could talk about Philadelphia and Jacksonville and how quickly they've developed these teams. That might be a little quicker than most teams can can reasonably expect their sure. teams to get good. But if I'm looking yeah. at the, at the job that Jason Light's doing, look, I mean, I think they're trying to do it the right way. You know, they drafted a quarterback number one overall. They've done a they've tried to attack things through the draft. Donovan Smith was a high draft pick. Ali Marpet was a, was a you know mid round draft pick. They go out and get OJ Howard very high in the draft. These guys they had a real good draft this past year. So where are they missing, Rick? Or are they missing? Is it is it just going to take a little bit longer for the Bucks to develop? Or are they missing something that Philadelphia has? You know. Well, I mean, I I, I think that you know in talking to um, you know to, to the Eagles, you know everybody when they get the franchise quarterback, they talk about building around. And I think for the Bucks in their minds that meant let's get an offensive line, receivers, let's get some speed into Sean Jackson. But you know what building around an off you know what building around a quarterback also means? Give them a defense. Get the yeah. ball back to them. Um, give them a running game. Give them some balance. You know, all those things are so important. And we know that Jason Light, um, for all the good that he has done, and I think I don't look. I don't. I don't think he's. You know, I think this team had plenty of talent, but he did at the expense of the defense concentrate probably way too much on the offense. And and I'm not saying that's totally on him. You got a head coach that's an offensive play caller saying we need explosive plays and has a certain philosophy about how you win game. And, you know, I, I just think that they're not balanced as a team. They got right. way too much on the quarterback's shoulders, and and they can't get off the field, and they've ignored the defense. We've seen that they just haven't drafted defensive linemen and or, or for that matter, that many defensive players. So th- I think that's sort of the difference is that, you know, Roseman rec- recognized that there's a lot of ways to protect the quarterback, and it's not just – with wide receivers. That's a great point, too. And I also, too, wonder, I, w- I wonder, Rick, if we'll look back, not at last season, but the season before last, if we got maybe a little bit fooled about how good this Bucks defense was. Because there was a stretch there where statistically they were pretty good. I don't know that they were that good. Yeah. I don't know. It might have been an anomaly. But um, right. but certainly they came back last year, did not play good defense. And I think you make a great point. That does ultimately affect the way, the way your quarterback plays because you're putting them in situations where they have to score points or you're putting them in bad field positions. You're behind. Yeah, and you're, be, you're behind the whole game. That's right. So uh, yeah. it makes you a one, one-dimensional team. So interesting to see what, what the Eagles have done. Meantime, Rick, uh, we think we found Tom uh, Brady's kryptonite, and I guess it's dogs, right? <laughs> well, which is, uh, which is uh, ironic this week since the Philadelphia Eagles, as you know, have decided to declare themselves underdogs since they were <laughs> not favorites as a number one seed, and they're, they've taken to wearing dog masks. But, yeah, Brady was asked a question that somebody obviously knew the answer to. Have you ever been bitten by a dog? <laughs> and it turns out he's been bitten twice by dogs. Yeah, I was, I was bitten by two dogs, one when I was little, in Minnesota, my grandpa's farm here. Um, yeah, I gave the dog a bone and then went down to give the dog a kiss. I was young, and he bit right through my lip. So that was pretty rough. And then the second dog bite, which you're referring to, we were in the stadium. This was, I don't know how many years ago. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Um, there was some 
some military training going on in our stadium. Mr. Kraft had allowed uh, you know, some military members to do some, some training that they needed to do. And I was able to witness it at night. It was during training camp. And uh, we got a chance to go on the field after and meet a lot of the guys. And uh, we went, we're going to take a kind of a team picture, their team. And then there was a few of us that went out there. I think it was uh, Vince and Gerard and Mr. Kraft and Jonathan. And uh, I was walking out to the middle of the field, and there's helicopters flying, and everyone's lined up. And uh, you know, some guys were kind of excited to see us walk out. So I kind of got was close to all the guys and didn't realize there was dogs. And obviously, those weren't you know like Labradors. You know, those were tough dogs. And uh, I raised my arms up, like you know, over my head. And right when I raised my arm up, the dog jumped up. And I guess was going for my neck. And the guy grabbed the dog back down, and the dog got my thigh on the way down. So uh, I was standing there with a bunch of tough guys, and they all saw it. And they're like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, of course I'm okay. But I could feel the cut. But obviously I couldn't say anything. Like, oh, man, that hurt, you know, because I'm with, like, the toughest guys in the world. So I just sucked it up for, like, an hour after we, you know, said, hide all the guys and so forth. And then it was probably 10.30, 10 10.45 10 when I went back into our training room and I called up Jim Whalen, our trainer, and I said, hey, Jim, um, I have a problem. He was like, what is it? And I said, I, I just got bit by a dog. He's like, we got bit by a dog. What are you talking about? So I had to come over and get it taken care of. So I have a nice little scar on my, on my quad thanks to that night. So I learned a very valuable lesson. And that dog is now yeah. buried under the Meadowlands next to Jimmy Hoffa somewhere, I'm sure. <laughs> That's what you get when you mess yes. with Tom Brady. Have you watched any of this Brady right. show, this Tom versus Time? I have. I've, I'm I love completely it. I fascinated mean, by this guy. Look, it's a it's a docu-drama uh, the way you know he's produced it. Um, obviously, it makes him look incredibly good. Um, also, it Guerrero, also makes him look com- like incredibly committed I, committed to to the point where you're like hey, should you spend more time with doing something else than football but clearly um he's managed yeah. to, to have a pretty good life all the way around it seems like he bounces it i guess okay because his family seems happy but and it's not my business to tell him how to you know spend time with his family but it's this is a remarkable character study on like the nobody that we like we've never seen before with a with a football player i don't think well i think you know the one the parts that i liked was his reaction and and this was you know right before the Thursday night game that they played the Bucks you know they they started off two and two and they got they got beat by Carolina uh in a game you know that Sunday before they played Tampa Bay and they lost on a on a late field goal it was like a 34-31 game so they scored a ton of points and Brady's in the car with Giselle and the the camera's rolling i mean to their credit I don't think I don't think he's acting necessarily, but he was reacting. He was just so mad and so upset, and you can see the passion and and just the drive that he has. And he was like, "Atrocious!" You know, we're the Patriots. You know, let's just roll our helmets out there, and you know we're gonna win. And you know we'll score, and they'll quit, and you know don't worry, we'll win. Obviously, it wasn't a bad day for the offense, even though they could have. He, you know, he admitted they could. They left some points out there, but it was just an interesting insight as to what expectations are, and just sort of his drive for perfection and his understanding of where his team was at. And I'm sure he delivered that message 
as did I'm sure the coaches did too when they got back there the few short and then they had a short week to came to Tampa and played you know a 1915 game well it wasn't like that wasn't decided until the final play um, and they had 12 penalties for over 100 yards it wasn't a clean game but then they proceeded you know that began the the first of I don't know uh, eight or nine game winning streak and so you know they obviously got better, and that's what that's what Belichick's teams do. But to see his drive, to see how he absolutely, you know, is eaten up with it in the film study and 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 the back and forth with Josh McDaniels and just all that that goes into it at an age where Tom, most guys, if I've got five Super Bowl rings, I'm done. I don't know how interested and I am. I'm married in sex. to a supermodel. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Well, like, he's still married to her. I mean, it's not like he, she's going anywhere. I don't think. But no, but I'd be on. You know, I'd be spending most of my day on an island somewhere. Not get not probably. in Minnesota in January, getting ready to win another Super Bowl. That's on a, on top of a resume that always already proved that I'm the best that's ever played the game. And this whole thing with like his diet and I mean the commitment yeah. that that takes and this this goofy he doesn't lift weights but he does all this other stuff. That's it's a it's a new way of. Of going biometrics, yeah, yeah. I, there's look, there's no doubt in my mind. This guy's going to play another five years. I think he's, and I don't know that he's going to win another. He's going to try. I mean, he's going to try. It's called Tom versus Tom Brady. Tom versus time, and time will win. But right now, time is getting his ass kicked um, by a. <laughs> We've never seen anything like is, this, Rick. My forty-year-old. Think about what you just said. A forty-year-old yeah. quarterback, and he's the best. But in you the know game. what? He, He's in tremendous shape, and he's really good at, at what he does, and he works hard on his craft. I mean, the mechanics, um, how he's learned how to throw the ball with his lower body and, and just, um, you know, he talks about, you know, if you lose, you know, 1% of velocity, you know, every week by the time you get to the end of the season, you know, add it up, and that's what you're throwing. I mean, he does a lot of things. I'll be honest with you. I think he looks skinny. I looked he at does. him the other day, and I thought, man, you might need some calories, you know, like – I don't know that there's enough in that avocado he's eating, you know. And this is his thing. I mean, he this is not an accident. He's pushing the TB12 diet, right. and you know, sure. this is this is going to be his brand that he's selling, which will which will you know go along beyond his playing days. Um, but he was asked today. It was interesting because somebody had asked, somebody had said something, and made some comment about Brady and how long they thought he could play, and he was asked about it. Finally, I think kind of he didn't really snap, but he kind of he said. Why does everyone want me to retire so bad? I don't get it. I'm having fun. The team's doing good. Um, you know, I know I'm a little bit older than most of the other guys, but, uh, you know, I'm really enjoying it. Um, I obviously enjoy the experience of playing in this game. This has been, I mean, obviously a dream come true, you know, many times over. And, uh, you know, it, it takes a lot of hard work to get here. Um, and our team, I think, is you know working hard. We had a good practice today. We're going to need a couple good, couple more good ones. We're playing against you know great football teams. So I'm not thinking about retirement. Um, I'm thinking about the Super Bowl and trying to win the most important game of the year. And uh, it's going to take a lot to do it. The hard part for him is been lifting weights and working yeah. out and, and getting his body ready. But he enjoys now. He, he's learned to enjoy that. Mentally, and the drive is just innate with him. It's not something he has to think about. He doesn't understand why people want him to leave. Two reasons. I can tell you why. There are two reasons why people want him to leave. Number one is that they look at him as if they're him and say, 
the same thing we just said. Like, why would you do this? Why would you? I right. wouldn't do this. And, and not realizing that we're not him. You know, we're looking at him and saying, yeah. look, I, I have all the Super Bowls I could win. We're trying to retire everybody. You know, why does Roger Federer keep playing? Why does why, why right. does uh, you know, Phil Mickelson keep playing? You know, all these people, they should retire. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, I wouldn't stick around and be the 180th player in the world. But we're not them. That's the thing. Or, or for that matter, Bill Belichick or Mike Krzyzewski or whatever. The other thing, yeah. Rick, is we don't like him. And the reason we don't like him, I don't think it's a personal thing. We're sick of him. We're tired of him. We're tired of the Patriots. We're tired of Belichick. We're tired of every year you look in the Super Bowl and there's the Patriots. And I mean that as a compliment. I'm not trying to rip into them and saying that they're bad guys, although some would claim that they are as far as cheating and that sort of thing. But here's, I talked to a guy in our office today, just a guy that works in our business department. And I, he said, oh, you excited for the Super Bowl? And, he, and I said, yeah, sure. How about you? He goes, I'm not going to watch it. I said, why not? He goes, I hate the Patriots. I'm sick of them. And they're going to win again. Maybe that's part of this whole, like, Brady, time to go, man, because we give somebody else a chance here. Let Jacksonville in there. Let the Steelers in there again. Let, uh, you know, but, who, but, San Diego, whatever, or L.A. I mean, I get it if you have a team that routinely gets beat by them or you, you know, say you're bitter because you were Atlanta and blew the 28-3 lead or you're, you're you know, you're this week you're the Philadelphia Eagles or maybe you're in the AFC and you're the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, I get the rivalry aspect of it. And, look, when I was a kid, um, and I mean a young kid, but nonetheless, you know, look, all that UCLA won every national basketball championship and the Pittsburgh Steelers won every Super Bowl. And I hated both of them right. because sure. I did get tired of it. As I've gotten older, I came to appreciate greatness. I came to understand that, you know, you shouldn't root against Starbucks. You know, you shouldn't root against successful things. I mean, why are we mad at things that are that are successful? Their great greatness is to be admired and sometimes emulated. Not, you know, it says more about you, you know, in in the long sure. run, if you you don't you don't embrace this. Because I'm here to tell you, and I could be wrong, but in my lifetime, Tom, I don't think we'll ever see a a, a player at this position go to eight Super Bowls in 16 years. I don't think it's, it's going to happen. When he is no, done. I mean, this is the this is the unicorn. I mean, this is, you know, this is Michael Jordan winning six championships. This yeah, is, right. you know, Tiger Woods when he was, you know, winning the Tiger Slam. I mean, this this is the rare time in in the sporting world that you happen to be alive. Um, you know, look, I I never saw the Yankees win all those pennants, but they, it must have felt very similar to this. Yeah, and I, I tell you what, Rick, when you look around at at, at guys who have dynasties or women who have dynasties now. For example, like Gino Ariema at UConn and Mike Krzyzewski at Duke or whatever. And I'm not taking anything away from them or taking away from the old UCLA teams or taking away from even the old Yankees. But the system was a little bit in place where those teams, once they got on cruise control, they, I mean, look, Mike Krzyzewski, I'm not saying he doesn't work hard or Gino Ariema does what they do. I'm, don't misread me this. But they built look, the brand. Gino, 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 right. They built the brand to the point where Gino Ariema is turning people away. You know, he's yes. he's getting the best talent in the country. Mike Krzyzewski is pretty much getting, you know, two or three players a year who are among the top 10 or 15 in the country. What New England has done in this era, Rick, it's different than what the Patriots or what the uh, Packers did back in the 60s. It's different than what the Steelers did in the 70s. You look at the it's Steelers. free agency now. Those teams could stay together. Teams, 
It was the same team, Brett. Look, I look. I yeah. grew up in Pittsburgh. It was they had ten Hall of Famers that were on all four Super Bowl teams over six years. I'm looking at this team. It's a different guy every week. It seems like doing something yep. for this team. Guys that are superstars or, or became star players in New England, and then next thing you know, they're playing for somebody else because they cut them loose or some other guy comes in. It's remarkable. It's Brady and Belichick are the only constants, and for them to do what they've done is just remarkable. I I don't think we'll appreciate it until. 10 years from now, 20 years from now, when we look back and see that nobody else can do what they're doing right now. So is this the last one, you think? No, no. There will be a last one. You know Th- there will This isn't be. it. You're, you're, you're you watching them up but there. you can't predict they're going to go to the Super Bowl again. No. No matter how no, good they I mean, are. I, Even look, if they win the division. If I mean, if you're asking me now next year, is it them or the field, I'll take the field because that's what you do. But if you're asking me yeah. deep down, I had to pick a team. Like if you say you ha- you yeah. can't take the field, you have to pick a team. Why would you not pick New yeah. England? You know, it's just uh, they, they're know. better prepared than everybody. You know, I heard it like we were telling that story the other day about um, about Brady and just Ross Tucker. And Ross Tucker was telling all kinds of stories about Belichick. Yeah. And you know, he said he's been in a Ross Tucker said I've been in a in a million meetings all week long, and he say, "All right, guys, we got to you know we got to win the battle, we got to win the line of scrimmage, we got to do this." He goes. Tom, uh, Bill Belichick would say things. We got to stop Jimmy Smith on third down. That's the key to this game. And he'd call guys up in, at night. What's the key to the game? And they have to tell him, Jimmy Smith, third down. <laughs> I mean, it was like, that's how like minute he gets, you know. The Malcolm Butler play, they're practicing it the day before. I know. And they make the play. It's stuff like or Tom Brady getting mad it's at Ross Tucker. It's not an accident. Because it's he doesn't snap accident. the ball right in warm-ups. You know, it's like, who does yeah. that? So Yeah. We should probably appreciate no, it more than than we are, you know. I've learned to. I've 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 you know I I look. I know there's Jacksonville fans, and and people like Nunes, but uh, I'm sorry, Blake Bortles, you know, this week would not have done it for me. Right. You know, seeing the goat does it for me. I want to see if he's got the ball with you know. And here's the thing: this is going to be a close game. They don't play. They do not play Super Bowls that are decided by more than one score. They never have, even the ones they've lost. So you know the five that they won have all been one score games, and sometimes sure. what three of them on the final play, or right. four of them on the final play actually. So yeah, it's gonna if Tom Brady has the ball less than a minute to go, and needs yeah. to go down and score, we know what's going to happen. Well, coming up on our Football Friday edition of the Rick and Tom podcast, a couple of things. One, we got a big announcement, so you're going to want to uh, listen in for that. And we'll also give you our predictions on who's going to win Super Bowl 52. And we'll also look at the Hall of Fame. Does uh, John Lynch have a chance to get into the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame? We'll give you our thoughts on that. Thanks for listening to this edition. Thanks to our producer, Steve Versnick. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and check us out on Twitter at Rick Tom Podcast at NFL Stroud at Tom W. Jones. We'll talk to you next time when it's a Super Bowl edition of Football Friday. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.